Welcome to Quick Takes with Kevin, a weekly podcast about leadership, life, and ministry with Kevin Ezell, president of the North American Mission Board. Each week, Kevin will be focusing on how pastors can keep their souls healthy in the midst of the demands and challenges of everyday life. Now, here's your host, Kevin Ezell. I'm Kevin Ezell, president of the North American Mission Board, and I'm here today with my very good friend, Chuck Herring, who's a pastor of First Collierville, Tennessee, but also was a longtime trustee at the North American Mission Board. Yes. And has become just a very good friend of mine and one you're going to enjoy hearing from today. Today, we're going to talk about Chapter 5, uh, The Seduction of Ambition. And Chuck, I know you have a history. You were a football coach. Yes. A turned pastor. Yes. And so obviously with football coach, you have a lot of uh, ambition or competitiveness. And so, uh, hey, how did you transition that same competitiveness on the football field into the pulpit? Well, as a high school football coach, you're, you're trying to make a living based upon 15 and 16-year-old young men. <laughs> and that's a, a dicey situation yeah. sometimes. Uh, but everybody in the stands expects you to win, even if your quarterback can't throw it 10 yards. <laughs> uh, so I, I've always been very competitive. Yeah. And when, when I surrendered to ministry, um, it, was, uh, it was a transition but because I, I wanted the church to grow. I wanted us to, to reach people for Jesus and to to baptize them, you know, all the numbers that we, we look at yeah. that are indicators of success in, right. in the, the church realm. And um, I, I learned early on, my first church, uh, I went to seminary and, in New Orleans, and my first church, we ran 18. Right. And uh, I, I learned very quickly that that competitive fire that I had as a coach, I had to redirect it right. to make sure that um, the things I, I was was aiming at uh, matched up with the Bible because right. there's a difference in godly ambition and personal ambition as a high school football coach. And sometimes as a coach, you can make things happen. You yes. call a play and make it. They may not execute it like you want, but you make it happen. Yes. You can fall into the trap, I think, in ministry sometimes of, you know what, I'm going to get in here and manipulate this and make it happen. Yes, yes. And that's not how it works in ministry. No, and it's not. I think one of the things I've, I've learned is realize that there's something, I mean, you just, you're no, we're not all powerful. No. We don't have, we cannot control everything. Right. And when you realize that, um, then that changes the personal ambition. It's not wrong to have a goal. Our ambition, we have to. Under, I think sometimes we have to evaluate why we want certain things, right? And let things come to us instead of our pursuing certain things. Exactly right. And exactly so, right. when you say a godly ambition, what would you say would be a definition of godly ambition to you? Well, to me, a, a godly ambition is an ambition that lines up with the Bible. Uh, an ambition. My my life verse is John fifteen five. Yeah. Jesus said, I am the vine, you are the branches. He who abides in me and I in him, he bears yeah. much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. Yeah. That, that has become my life. I'm 65 years old. Yeah. And what, what drove me early on has, has changed somewhat. And, and I feel like I'm in the, the fourth quarter, you know, and, yeah. and, and we're pushing to the, to the final horn. And, and I want to finish strong and yeah. I want to finish well. You can't leave that football, can you? Now, well, you can't. There, there's, a, there's a lot of, <laughs> a lot of similarities. There really, really are. 
And, and, and so my goal is to remind myself every day that I'm the branch, I'm not the vine. Right. 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 And number two, my goal is to abide in Jesus at a deeper, more intimate level than I ever have before. Right. And my goal is for Jesus to produce more fruit through me um, than I ever have before. Right. I, I've, I've realized that I can't produce fruit. I can only bear fruit. Bear fruit. And, and that's, that's been a very opening thing for me as far as ambition is concerned. Well, tell me, I know you went through... Uh, Pretty serious health issue. Yes, like just a couple of years ago, and that, that had to help you re um, reset some things, rethink some things. It did balance some things. Uh, as you went through that, what helped you? What did you rebalance and put in? You know, priorities. It makes you look at life differently. And so, what are some things that you learned from that that we could all learn from that? Well, I, I learned that life is like a vapor. Mm. It's here one moment, gone the next. Uh, I was at kids camp, I was a camp pastor, and I was involved in a shave cream war with the kids and they were all chasing me and all of a sudden I fall out face first on, on the ground. Darlene thought I was dead. And uh, they sent an ambulance out and within a few days I'd had my chest cut open and they, they replaced the aortic valve and repaired a, a, an a, aortic aneurysm. Uh, but when I went into surgery, uh, the Lord gave me a verse. It was Philippians 1.21, for me to live as Christ and to mm -hmm. die as gain. Mm -hmm. And I gathered my family around me uh, right before I went back for surgery. And I, I looked Darlene and my kids and my mom and my sister in the eye and I told them, I said, look, I can only win today. Mm -hmm. I can only win. <laughs> if Jesus allows me to live, I'm gonna serve him with all my heart. Mm -hmm. If he chooses to take me to glory, I'll be in heaven with him. Mm -hmm. And I prayed the night before, I said, Lord, please don't let me become a blubbering idiot when I talk to my family and start yeah. crying like a baby and all yeah. that kind of stuff. Yeah. And sure enough, I, I, he just gave me perfect, I had perfect peace when oh, I went incredible. in. I had no fear whatsoever. And uh, I, I, coming out of that, uh, my life verse has become something I, I, I deal with every day. Uh -huh. So legacy has become, for instance, um, I have bought wide margin Bibles for each of my grandkids. Yeah, I love this. And uh, I read, I'm reading through the Bible. I've already done Cade and Ainsley's, now I'm doing Lakin's. And I write a letter to them in the front of their Bible. Mm -hmm. And as I read through the Bible, I make notes to them all through the Bible based upon the scripture I read that day. Yeah. And uh, when they're old enough and can appreciate it, I'm going to give them those Bibles. So legacy yeah. coming out of that situation became a huge issue for me. Yeah. Oh, that's incredible, man. Well, obviously, incredible. Gold nuggets uh, from Chuck. And, man, yeah. thank you so much, Chuck, for your example. I just appreciate your friendship. Yeah. And someone who genuinely serves the Lord and has it in the right perspective. Thanks for joining us for Quick Takes with Kevin. Each week, Kevin will visit with pastors and leaders as they talk about the challenges they face and the lessons they've learned in balancing faith, family, and ministry. Thank you for being with us.